appreciate, celebrate our teachers, our, our educational workers, not just teachers, anybody in the educational field. Uh, we're here to be a blessing to you. School's about to start. We're giving away free gas masks, uh, bulletproof vests, uh, free cans of mace. Amen. All right. Obviously, there ain't many teachers in here. Amen. You didn't think that was too funny. I thought it was hilarious myself, but amen. Boy, it's good to be back home. I'm not going to lie. I heard Josh did a fantastic job last week. I, I tried. Yeah, give, give the Lord praise right there. Give the Lord praise. I, I, I told him I kind of felt sorry for him because, you know, when I, I was broke out on my very first sermon, uh, really I had about 60 people and he had about 2,000. So that's pretty intimidating. Amen. But uh, I tried to live stream it, but my phone wouldn't work. But I'm going to be able to watch it, and, and, and I knew he'd do a good job. He always does. He does a great job with the young people, and you can see why now. Amen? Amen. John chapter number 3. John chapter number 3. Uh, how, many of you, how many of you have a teacher that you remember? All right. I, I'm, I'm going to put it this way. I, I've got one, too. Uh, I, I, on both sides of the deal. I've got one that I remember uh, because she's the greatest teacher that's ever been. And I got one I remember because she is Antichrist's sister. Say amen. Man, they some tight people in here today. Maybe you didn't have one like that, but I did. Amen. My first grade teacher, she is 172 and mean as a rattlesnake. And that might not mean anything to you, but when you got whoopings, when you got home, if you had a teacher like that, you got regular whoopings. Amen. And so anyway, we'll pray that God converted her. Amen. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm going to get some of you to laugh one way or another before this is over with. We're going to do it. Thank God for teachers. Thank God for people. Here's what I found out about on, on both sides of the deal, really, on both sides of the deal, both ways. Uh, teaching is about influence. And, and teachers can make a great influence and have a big influence one way or the other. Amen. And, and, and how many of y'all know, how many of y'all know we're all going to be accountable for the influence we have on others? That's a big deal, amen? And, and, before, and before you think, well, I'm not a teacher, so this sermon is not going to apply to me, uh, that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true because in Hebrews chapter 5, the Bible says that we should all be teachers. If you've been saved any amount of time, you should be saved long enough to learn enough to be able to teach somebody else how to be saved and mature as a Christian, because so basically we're all teachers in a way. And when you say why, because someone is always watching. Someone is always watching. The preacher was building a, a new deck on the front of the church, and he was sitting there, and little Johnny was there watching him, watching every move he made, every step he took. And, and after a little while, the preacher said, Little Johnny, you, 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 you watching me so you can learn how to build a deck? He said, No, I just want to see what you say when you hit your finger with a hammer. <laughs> and all God's people say it. Someone, someone is always watching. So in a sense, we're all teachers. So let's just enjoy this message and, and let God speak to us today. Amen. I wondered, honestly, I, I was going through and said, Lord, what in the world can I say? Uh, what, what chapter can we come out of? And, and God gave me some things. I think one of the, one of the best ways to uh, appreciate a teacher and encourage a teacher is to talk about the teacher, the greatest teacher. Amen. 
and use him as an example. And so what? that's what we're going to do this morning, John chapter number 3 and verse number 1. If you're in verse 1, say amen. amen. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, and the word rabbi means master or teacher, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the privilege and the honor it is to just to be here uh, with people who have such a great impact and influence on society. Help me to be an encouragement. Help me to be uh, a witness of who you are and, Lord, what we can be. I pray that your perfect will be done. Move in this place, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. My favorite teacher was Mr. Daryl Prendel, my sixth grade teacher. Miss Doss. My favorite teacher was Miss Rogers. Miss Roberts. My favorite teacher was a uh, tenth grade history teacher, William Bagley. Miss McCollum. Uh, my favorite teacher was my kindergarten teacher, Miss Wynn. Miss Putman. My favorite teacher was Miss Paris. Mr. Ball. Mr. Jeff Williams. Rusty Roden. Coach Scott Adams. Mr. Powell. The best teacher I ever had would be Miss Susan Boyd, one of my high school English teachers. Teachers are important because of the character that they help instill in children growing up. I wouldn't be an accountant if it wasn't for her today. He was a mentor, he was a coach, he was a role model. She always believed in me and put all she had into teaching. He was not only invested as a teacher, he also mentored and cared about our personal lives and helped us as much as he can. He motivates me every day to better myself in the future and he keeps me motivated to keep pushing through even in the hard times. Thank you teachers. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you to all the teachers and for everything that you all do and for putting all your time and effort into me and making sure that I can do my best. But thank you for being so nice as a teacher. Thank you for always pushing me to do my best. I would just like to thank all y'all teachers out there for uh, teaching our children. Just want to say thank you. Let's say thank you. Everybody was, everybody was naming their favorite teacher, so I'm going to go ahead and name my favorite teacher. Her name was Miss Brenda Buckner. Uh, Miss Buckner was just an incredible teacher. She, she had a way of making learning fun. You know, the most complicated subjects she could, she could make easy, and, and, uh, and she cared about her students. One, one, one particular memory I have, uh, we, were, we were doing multiplication uh, card games. Uh, she made games out of everything and had prizes. Say amen right there. And, and so she made this game where you would go from, from uh, chair to chair, and, uh, and, and, and you, would, you would have a competition with the person beside you, and she'd flip the multiplication card over, and whoever said it first, you won that round, you go to the next chair, and if you got like 10 in a row or whatever it was, you get a free ice cream. And, uh, and one, particular, one particular day, I was on a roll, man. I, I'm telling you, I had one or two more, and I was going to get my ice cream, and I was so excited, and, and, and so I, 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 I said the answer, and I said it first. I'm telling you, no lie, it's, all, it's, it's showing up. I won. But the, te- the, the, the students were the, the judges to say who got it, you know, who said it first. And the, and the, and the, and the fellow I was going against, he was, a little, he was a little slow. And I guess they felt sorry for him. They gave him the answer. Well, I wasn't near as spiritual as I am today. 
and uh, I should have I should have known that you know this is just giving this guy a chance. Well, man, I, I blow the gasket. I ain't gonna lie. I, 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 was, I was pleading my case. I was mad. How many of y'all know when you get so mad, you got tears coming down? It's it's time to get it on. Say amen. <laughs> and I'm man, I'm hollering. I'm I'm fighting. You know what? Y'all all y'all crazy. Y'all know what y'all talking. I said the answer. Man, and what? I was pitching a fit. She takes me outside. I, I can still remember this today. She takes me outside around uh, right there to where the bench was beside the water, uh, the water fountain. And, uh, and right then, she should have beat my behind right there. But she didn't. She sat me down, and, and she was right beside me. And, and, and I'm steady pleading my case because I don't know I'm in trouble now, and I'm going to get a whipping anyway, so I might as well get earn it. Amen? And this is what she did. She never got above, a, she never got, her volume never went up. This is what she did. She said, Malcolm. But Miss Buckner, I'm telling you what, they cheated me. That's, this, is, this is rigged. This thing rigged. Malcolm, it's okay. But, 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 Malcolm, it's, it's okay. But, 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 but. It's okay. You know what I did? Okay. <laughs> she brought me from way up here, right here. And not only that, she didn't tell on me. <laughs> that made her the greatest teacher there ever was. Amen. <laughs> she just had a way. She just had a way. I, I, I was writing some things down, you know, about teaching and teachers and one of the things, that I, I wrote this down, I just made a little list about it. I said, you know, the ability, the ability to teach is a gift. I mean, I can back that up with scripture without a question. Uh, the ability to teach is a gift. And how many of y'all know uh, they all don't have it? <clears throat> now, I'm just going to just be honest. We're just going to be honest right here. Amen. Everybody don't have the gift of teaching. Some of them, you, you got the job and you got the, the piece of paper, but you, you ain't got it. Say Amen. But it is truly a gift. If you have the ability to teach, it is a gift from God. It is something special. Not only is the ability to teach a gift, the opportunity to teach is a privilege. It is a privilege. Listen, to be able to do what I do every single week, I don't have to do this. I get to do this. I get to do this. God is allowing me to do this. And when you stand in front of those students and, and you're there influencing their lives and influencing their direction, I mean, it's really, it's about influence and inspiration, direction and dreaming. You have a, that's a big deal. It is a great privilege. A great privilege. Listen, teaching, the, the ability is a gift. The, the opportunity to teach is a privilege. But the motivation to teach, and this is where I really want to get in my, my message today. The, 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 the motivation to teach is a calling. It's a calling. I, a Japanese proverb said this, Better than a thousand days of diligent study is one day with a great teacher. Yeah. Well, that's the truth. I, in this verse, in this verse, Nicodemus is coming to Jesus, and he addresses him as the master teacher. 
as, as, as the teacher, and he was. Without a doubt, Jesus is a great example of a teacher that there ever was. And, and there's some things in this verse, truths about Jesus, about being the teacher that he was, that I want to share with you today and encourage you today as a teacher, as an educator. If you're in that field and you're, that, that, is your, that is your deal, that is your calling, I want you to see this. Number one, number one, it, look what it says. He says, we know... In verse 2, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, which means teacher, master, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Say that with me. Come from God. If you are a teacher, you are sent. S-E-N-T. You are sent. Come from God. God. The Bible says God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Are y'all with me? God sent his son. He was a sent teacher. He was called. Now, what does that have to do with me? Let me give you a couple verses from Paul. Paul said it this way. He said in 1 Timothy 1 uh, verse 11, he said, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Listen, being sent means you are chosen. Acts 9, 15, it says, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. When you are sent, you are chosen. Not only are you chosen, but you are commissioned. Romans 1, 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated in the gospel of God. Colossians 3, 23, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord. And you say, Preacher, why is that so important? Why is it so important to know and to believe that you are called, that you are sent, that you are commissioned? Because there's going to be days that you're going to want to quit. There's going to be days that you're going to want to throw in the towel. There's going to be days that you're going to want to give up. There's going to be days when you have unreasonable parents coming in and running their mouths about something they don't even have a clue about, and you're going to want to punch them in the face. But you've got to understand, you don't work for the parent. You don't work for the state. You don't work for the county. You don't work for the city. You've been called and commissioned by somebody way higher on the totem pole. You are serving the Lord. You serve Christ. Listen, when you go in there, when you go into your, your classroom, when you go into wherever it is that you, you minister at, in whatever way that you minister, you need to understand you just clocked into heaven's, heaven's time clock. You are serving the Lord. And I'm telling you, it will pull, through, it, it'll pull you through some days that you could just cannot imagine because you know if you're serving God, His benefits are out of this world. And all God's people say it. You are sent. This is not a career. Matter of fact, if it is a career, you're probably in the wrong career. Now I'll say that that about preachers too. Preachers are a dime a dozen. But real men of God and few and far between. There's people that don't need to be standing behind the pulpit. They don't need to be in a church somewhere unless they're mowing the grass. Say amen. I'm not being mean. I'm being real. Listen, if, if, if you can, I, I was told this, I was told this first day of Bible college, first day I arrived, I'm excited, I'm, all, I'm, I'm ready for some encouragement, I'm ready for them to tell me. And the first thing they said, if you can do anything else in this world, do it. Yeah. I'm like, 
Thanks for the encouragement. Amen. If, if you can, it's not, it's not a calling. If it's a career, listen, you won't do it passionately. If it's a calling, you can't quit. If it's a calling, you can't do nothing else. If it's a calling, you know, come on, y'all get with me. Say amen. Y'all, y'all, y'all been in this thing long enough. You've been, you've been with teachers who were just there for the paycheck. You, you, you sat under them, but then you sat under the ones that, that, listen, they desired and they craved that you would learn and that you would grow and that you would know something. And when you left, you would have something to say, man. Passionate about what it was that they were doing. Listen, teachers, know this. You are called. God put something in you for you to use for his glory. You're not teaching for a paycheck. You're teaching for the glory of God and to use what God gave you for the glory of God. And all God's people say it. Look at the second one. This second one. I I, I debated on whether putting number two to number three and number three to number two, but I I think this is the way God wants us to do it. Here's, Here's what he said. This is in the order of the verse. He said, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. What does that mean? He's called. He's sent. You are called. You are sent. Listen, this is a commission. You've been chosen for this place. You've been chosen for this assignment. You've been chosen for this responsibility. But then he said this, no man can do the miracles that you do. No man can do the miracles that you do. Here's the here's second thing God showed me. You're not only, as a teacher, you're not only sent, you are successful. You are successful. He said, what do you mean? You perform miracles. You don't even realize it. Now, I want to address some parents here today, if I can. Uh, here, we have a problem. I had a picture that I, I, I took, and I meant to give it to them, and, and I forgot to. Uh, but maybe, maybe you've seen it, like back in, in 1960, you, you have these, these parents and, and holding a paper with an F on it, and this little child, he's just, he's just shaking and, and looking up like, uh-oh, and the parents are mad at the kid. And then it says, today, you got the parents, and they're looking at the teacher, and the teacher's, you know, shaking and trembling, and the parents are mad at the teacher instead of the kid who didn't do the work. Do I have a witness in the house? I, I, I wish I could have put it up. I, I forgot all about it. But you know, here's the problem. Here's the problem in society. We, we, number one, we set the Bible down and started picking up man's books on how to, how to raise youngins. We, we listened to Dr. Spock more than we did Dr. Paul. And here's, here's, there's three stages of child development. Three stages of child development. In the first stage, the, 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 the condition of the child is he's out of control. Yeah. Out of control. Bible says this. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. You say, preacher, my child is not out of control. If you wasn't standing there, he'd eat a roach right in front of you. Come on, I need a witness. Toddlers will stick their finger in light sockets. They'll eat anything on the ground. Why? They're out of control. They come into this world out of control. And the first stage, the first stage is training. Training. You're not teaching. You're training. What is the point of training? Getting that youngin under control. And so we move after that. Now, by the way, you can't get to the second stage till you accomplish the first stage. 
because it's nearly impossible to do the second stage unless you do the first stage. And the first stage, the child is out of control, and it is time for training, which is imposed discipline. It's correction. You train them. You say, little Johnny, don't stick your finger there. And when he does, wham! Because you want Johnny to associate doing wrong with pain. Because if you don't get them under control... I've seen parents. It just blows my mind. I've seen parents. Uh, it's not, not a little giant. Don't, don't stick your finger in there because that's electricity in there. Electricity will make you have a permanent orange afro. Don't do that. Please, please, please help us now. It's not the time. This is not a teaching time. Little Johnny needs to know what no means and what yes means. Nothing else matters. Are you the, oh, no, no, I got a long way to go. They don't need to know nothing, but I said so. No means no, yes means yes. Get that little turkey under control. Then they can move to the second stage. What's the second stage? Second stage is teaching. But watch this. You cannot teach a child that's out of Once you train them, once you train them and get them under, then you can teach them. You see, the second, in the first stage, they're out of control. In the second stage, they're under control. Right. Now, here's the thing. Now, I'm, I'm going to make some of you mad, but I'm going to just go ahead and put it on right on out there. Because if you don't like it, I'll go fishing again. Because <clears throat> they are still biting. Say amen. Here's what we want to do. We want to treat our children like pets. We will feed them. We will house them. We will give them medicine. We will worm them out good, say man. We'll do that. But you know what we won't do? We won't train them. I, 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 love, I love seeing a well-trained animal. I love, I, I love dogs anyway. I'm, I'm a dog person. That's just what I am. I love dogs. And, and man, there is something about seeing a dog that you know has been trained. But you know what I've learned about dogs that have been trained? They've spent a lot of time with them. And today we have parents that don't want to spend time with them. We'll feed them, we'll clothe them, we'll pat them on the head and put them to bed. But training takes time. Training takes consistency. You got to stay with it. 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 Because you got to get them under control. But you know what we got today? We got parents who have kids that are out of control and we send them to school so they can be taught. But you can't teach something that's out of control. So now the teachers are having to do the parents' job and get them under. Do I have a teacher to say amen? There's a few brave souls in here, amen. There's stage three. You have stage one. The child is out of, out of control, so he is, he is under training to get him under control. Don't teach him. You can't reason with him. It's not a time. You get him under control so that when you move, when that child is under control, <clears throat> that child is under control, you can teach them now. You can teach them now so that you can move to the third stage of child development. And that is not out of control and not under control, but now they are in control. 
And that is where, you see, you have correction, you have communication, that's teaching, and now you have communion. There is training, there is teaching, and now there is touching. And, I, and, and, and that don't, don't, that's when you touch their soul. You touch their heart. It is that point that you can be your child's friend. It's at that point that you can have that adult conversation. But there's too many people that want to be their child's friend when they're two. That don't work. You got to get them under control. There's no such thing as a terrible two. The only one that was allowed to be terrible at two was me. And they didn't like it when I got terrible on them. Are y'all with me? I know this is totally, this is totally making people mad because this is, the, oh, we just think everything's supposed to be. No, sir. God expects you to train your children. And don't send your kid to school and make the teacher have to do your job. Listen, there was a day, I'm not going to lie. When I was going to school, the greatest fear in my life that something would get home before I got there. Uh You know, when a kid gets in trouble now, they get mad at the teacher. I did something real foolish when I was in school <clears throat> one time. <clears throat> I had, a, I had a, 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 a progress report. Y'all remember them? Well, in my, 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 my great mental state that I was in, uh, the, the, tra- the trauma about that progress report, I was walking through the parking lot, and I just waddled up and threw it under a car. Janitor found it. <clears throat> Next day, next day, the assistant principal come to my class, took me outside and beat my behind right outside the class. I'm talking about, yeah. Now, I know what you're thinking. That must have been traumatic. Let me tell you what was traumatic about it. Every lick I got, I was thinking, she's going to tell dad. (laughs) I would have sat there and got 20 more licks if she hadn't made that phone call. But guess what she did? She made that phone call. I get home, dreading it all the way. Dad said, anything happened to school today? Anything in- That's what he said. Anything interesting happened to school today? I said, nah, just same old thing. He said, that's not what I heard. And that's when all the feeling just leaves your face. He whipped me. I'm talking about, I'm talking about he whipped me. I started saying, coming home. I'm coming home. I, I thought I was going to die. I mean, literally. I, I, I said, well, I'm just going. He stopped, and you know how that feeling you. <sighs> and this is what he said. He said, that right there was for that bad report card. It is in that moment you know your life is over. He said, now this was for lying to me. And here we go. Some of y'all don't like that. 
But guess what? I'm on a platform preaching the gospel. Ho, 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 ho. I'm not in prison. It, it, It didn't stump me at all. And if we had more of that, Anyway, now you know why teachers are having such a hard time. And when they do accomplish something, it's a miracle. Let me say something about that. Teachers, I want you to get this, and please don't ever forget this. How many of y'all would agree? How many of y'all would agree with me? Jesus was the greatest teacher there ever was. He was the greatest teacher there ever was. How many of y'all would agree with me that Jesus did so many incredible things? John said this, the books of this world could not contain all of the things that he did. All of the miracles that he did. All of the people that he healed. All of the people that he blessed. Are y'all with me? Watch this. And all of that, when it came time to kick off the ministry in Acts, out of all the thousands and thousands of people that followed and got a free meal and the feeding of the 5,000, got healed of all their diseases and all their issues. Do you know how many people's in the upper room? 120. All of the effort, all of the people he blessed, all of the people he healed, all the people he ministered to, all the people he taught and encouraged and, and was a blessing to, there was only 120 in that upper room. Now, in man's eyes, in man's eyes, That looks like a failure. I mean, the greatest teacher that ever was, he ended up on a cross and in a tomb with just 120 to follow him. And in man's eyes, that looks like a failure. You know what what God showed me in this that he wanted me to tell you? I'm telling you, God, this is a message from the Lord. This is a message from the Lord for all of our educators and everybody else. Listen, you got to understand this. Jesus did not see the fulfillment of his efforts in the day in which he lived in. But look at the church today. And the point is this. The problem with teaching sometimes is you don't get to see what you've actually accomplished. You don't get to, you you don't get to, when you build a house, when when a contractor builds a house, Brother Mark, when you get through building a house, you can step back and look and say, man, look at that. That's That's a sense of accomplishment. That's a sense of, look, what, look at, you can see the beauty of your work. You can see a fulfillment and a finish of your handiwork. But that's not always the case when you're teaching. Because you don't get to see the outcome. You don't get to see the fulfillment. I, I want to read this quote right here. here. Here's what Henry Brooks Adams said. A teacher affects eternity. He can never tell where his influence ends. You do not know. You do not know the influence you have till later on in life. And you may never know till you get to heaven. When you feel like a failure, tell yourself, I'm successful. When you feel like giving up, tell yourself, I'm successful. This is this somebody's gonna be changed. Somebody's gonna be influenced. Listen, you're successful. You may not can see it now, but you are. The influence you have. Miss Brenda Buckner probably, she probably, I don't know that she ever, I don't know that she ever thinks of me. I don't know if my name ever crosses her mind or of a memory of me from the time I was in her class, but I don't never forget about her. I think about her all the time. And see, 
Keep that in your mind. Understand when you want to quit and when you want to give up and you want to throw in the towel. Listen, you may not remember them, but they'll always remember you. And all God's people say it. Think about this, guys. This is author unknown. I don't know who said it, but it's pretty good. Teaching is the profession that teaches all other professions. Now think about it. No matter what the career, no matter what the, the job, no matter what the issue, somebody had to teach you how to do it. Think about that. Anyway, that's good. I thought it was really good myself. That's why I wrote it down. Number three. Number three. Look what it says. In, in number one, he says, Then the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. You are sent. You are chosen. You are called. You are commissioned. You are sent. Then number two, you are successful. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest. And, and, and by the way, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating this a bit, it is a miracle to be able to get a child who don't, doesn't even want to learn to find a thirst for learning and to grow and develop and to learn. I'm telling you, even in here, even in here, there's, no, there's nothing like looking out and seeing the light bulb come on for the first time. It is great. You're a success. You're a success. You're a success. It may be delayed accomplishment, and it may be a delayed awareness of, of what's going on, but you are a success. Number three, and please don't forget this, you are supported. You are supported. Look at, the, look at the next verse. It says this, no man can do these miracles that thou doest, watch this, except God be with him. Here's the thing. God will never call you to something that he will not empower you to do it. He will give you the ability. He will give you the energy. He will give you the stamina. He will give you what you need. It's not going to come. Listen, it's not going to come from your retirement. It's not going to come from your paycheck. It's not going to come from your benefits. There's going to be times it don't matter what they pay you. You're not going to feel like it. But when God touches you, you can get through anything. Let me share a verse with you. Let me share a verse with you. 1 Timothy 1. According to the glorious gospel of, of, of the blessed God which was committed to my trust, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. First Paul says, I've been called to this. I've been sent. I've been commissioned. God put me here. He said, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me. He hath enabled me. He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Enable means to empower. God is not going to put you in something without giving you what you need to make it happen. Say amen. Here, here, these two verses sum it all up. These two verses sum it all up. John 15, 5 and Philippians 4, 13. John 15, 5 says this. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do... Come on, everybody. For without me ye can do... Nothing. Oh, my soul, we can do nothing without him. Watch what it says, Philippians 4, 13. I can do... Come on, everybody. I can do... All things through Christ which strengtheneth me. There's going to be days in your life. 
There's going to be days that you're just going to be at your wit's end. There's going to be days that you're going to want to throw in the towel. There's going to be days that you're going to want to give up. But there is something inside of you, not outside of you. A pep talk won't get it done. A motivational speech won't get it done. But there is a power that's bigger than any other thing that is inside of you that will get you through your darkest day, your darkest hour, your hardest moment, overcome the biggest mountain you've ever seen. God said, with me you can do all things. I don't care what the problem is. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care how dire it looks. I don't care how difficult it looks. There is something inside of you that you have that God put in you to accomplish the calling he gave you. Somebody say amen. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't say I'm not for this. This is not for me. If God called you to it, he'll get you through it. Somebody say amen. You're sent. You are successful. Listen, don't think you got to see it today. Don't think that, 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 listen, it has to be immediate because it's not. It's not. I, I, listen, one of the most frustrating things, one of the most frustrating things about ministry is it's hard to focus on the ones that got fixed as much as it is the ones that walked away. I, that, 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 there's a movie with, uh, I think it was Kevin Costner, when he, the, the, the lifeguard movie where they asked, how many, how many, how many, how many? And, the, and the guy, the guy was asking him how many saves did he have? You know how many people he read? He said, how many, how many, how many, how many? He said, two. He said, he said what do you mean? And he wasn't counting how many he saved. He was counting how many he lost. And his focus was more on the, and sometimes, I'm telling you guys, sometimes the devil, he, he will have you to focus on the negative. He will have you focus on, on, on where you think you may have failed or, or, or the person that you felt like you couldn't save. Man, the hardest part about ministry is not being able to save everybody. Not being able to fix everybody. Not being able to help everybody. Listen, there's going to be days when you're going to see a train wreck in the happening. I'm talking about you can see it coming. And all you can do is pray. How many of y'all have ever heard the verse in the Bible that says, don't cast your pearls before swine? There's so much truth to that. You have got to help those that you can help. And the ones that you can't, you've got to trust them to God. And pray, 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 pray. I hate when we use this terminology. Well, all we can do now is pray. When God said, that's what you're supposed to do first. Pray. How many of y'all believe there's power in prayer? Then help me with this. I want to do this. I want want all of our educators, I want you to come up right here. I know know you say, oh, I don't want to get in front of people. Listen, I'll make everybody bow their head. Everybody bow your head. Close your eyes. 
I keep their heads down and eyes closed. I want to specifically pray for you, and I want our church to pray for you. I want to pray for your influence. I want to pray for your strength. I want to pray for your mental capacity. I want to pray for everything about it because you, you are, your hands are going to be on the most precious resource that is in our country today, and that's our young people. Just come right up here around this altar. Just come right up here, and, and, and I want to pray specifically for you. Come on, every, every educator, if you're in the educational field whatsoever, I don't care if you can cut grass or drive a bus or whatever, it doesn't matter. You come on up. You come on up. Just That's it. Come on to the center. Don't be afraid. Come on. Man, this is awesome. God bless you. Can we, can we give God glory and praise for all our educators? Yes. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. You're helping me. You're helping me pray for them right now. Help me pray. I want you to pray 